Hello, and welcome to this Vijay Hemonk podcast. Today we'll be hearing about the latest updates and treatment options for myelodysplastic syndromes by leading experts at the EHA 2021 meeting. Firstly, let's hear from Valeria Santini of the University of Florence, Florence, Italy, with an update on the Phase 2-3 iMERGE study of iMetalstat investigating its effects on patients with lower-risk, transfusion-dependent myelodysplastic syndrome who are relapsed refractory to erythropoiesis-stimulating agents. My name is Valeria Santini and I have been involved in the study with imetastat in lower-risk MDS, transfusion-dependent, anemic and transfusion-dependent. Now, imetastat has shown uh, great activity in inducing transfusion independence because 42% of patients treated are indeed achieving the goal of stopping transfusion. Now, what was interesting to see was that uh, all molecular subtype of MDS were responding to uh, um, imetastat without any particular subtype uh, more sensitive than others. Now, the most important thing is that the number of uh, mutations did not influence response. As a matter of fact, few patients, now this is a small court of 38 patients uh, resistant to ESAS, but having not received other treatment. So in this small group of patients, few had three or more mutations. But as we know, the number of mutation correlates with overall survival. He, the, the number of mutation didn't show any correlation with the response and type of response to imetastat. Having said that, I have to stress the fact that the majority of patients included in the study um, had a, an SF3B1 mutation with other commutation or um, isolated but they responded independently of the commutation and independently of the SF3B1. So the patient did show indeed a good, uh, a good response rate. That means that the metastat having a specific mo- mechanism of, of action that is uh, independent of the most frequent uh, uh, mutation alteration or the alteration induced by the mutation is an agent that can be used uh, Uh, widely and independently of the mutational pattern of MDS, as well as IPSS are low, very low or intermediate. So I think it's a a very interesting um, agent. And um, we also wanted to go back and evaluate the safety of this agent. Now, as uh, as you know, uh, in uh, myelofibrosis, there have been some uh, uh, warnings for uh, hepatic toxicity that was not observed in MDS patients. Uh, So the main um, uh, adverse event were uh, neutropenia and thrombocytopenia that were uh, of um, low grade and they were reversible. There were some uh, increase in uh, transaminases, but no hepatic toxicity uh, in MDS. And overall, I would say that in uh, uh, generally, uh, imetastat has a good profile. Uh, there are ongoing trials that we reevaluate uh, even uh, more profoundly the, 
the uh, adverse event and the toxicity of imetastat. But um, this large evaluation in all myeloid malignancy uh, treated with imetastat did show that the most frequent, uh, uh, let's say, the most frequent adverse event for MDS was uh, nausea and diarrhea. But um, otherwise, uh, the, I mean, the non-hematological, otherwise uh, very well tolerated, even in patients who receive very long treatments. Next up, we have Andrew Wye of Alfred Hospital and Monash University, Melbourne, Australia, who discussed the findings of a subgroup analysis of a phase one trial investigating sabatolimab, a novel TIM3 inhibitor, plus hyperformulating agents for patients with high risk or very high risk myelodysplastic syndromes. I presented a paper on behalf of uh, co-authors regarding uh, sabatolimab, which is a new TIM3 inhibitor, uh, which targets TIM3, which is expressed on leukemic cells, particularly leukemic progenitors rather than normal progenitors, and is also expressed on uh, cells of the innate and adaptive uh, immune systems. And so one key question was how does this new drug called sabatolimab works? Well, it's been proposed that uh, uh, TIM3, when it is uh, engaged by sabatolimab, that it uh, activates macrophages and other myeloid cells and the T and NK effector assist, uh, immune systems to attack the leukemic cells. With respect to the macrophages uh, through antibody dependent cellular phagocytosis. So, this uh, mechanism uh, is also enhanced by the fact that TIM3 is particularly expressed on leukemia cells and progenitors, and that uh, TIM3 functions uh, as an autocrine uh, self renewal loop. Uh, through engagement of autocrine-secreted uh, uh, galactin-9. And so TIM3 uh, antibodies, again, are thought to disrupt this pathway, reducing leukemic cell growth. So uh, the abstract was a presentation of an ongoing uh, phase 1b study, which combined sabatolimab with hypomethylating agents, either decidabine or azacitidine. Sabatolimab was either given on days 8 and 22, that is twice per cycle, or once per cycle on day 8 as an infusion. In terms of uh, the study with respect to patients with myelodysplastic syndrome, a total of 53 patients with higher-risk MDS have been studied so far. And the median age of this population was about 70 years. The majority of the patients had very high risk disease, according to the revised IPSS score, with 40% uh, uh, of patients having very high risk and 60% of patients uh, having high risk. Interestingly, about 23% uh, of patients who went on to the hypomethylating agent sabatolimab combination with high-risk MDS went on to have an allogeneic uh, stem cell transplant. And at this stage, uh, there's no evidence that there were un unusual com complications as a result of the transplant. The median time of uh, patients being on treatment with sabatolimab in combination with decidabine was uh, eight months. Uh, this was longer than patients uh, who were on 
combination with azacitidine because that arm of the trial started about 18 months after the decidabine study um, commenced. In terms of tolerability, sabatolumab plus hypermethylating agents was uh, very well tolerated and uh, there were no unusual adverse events in excess of what we would normally see for patients with uh, azacitidine alone. With respect to efficacy, sabatolumab plus hypomethylating agents in higher risk MDS demonstrated an overall response rate of 58%. Uh, this included uh, 20% of patients who achieved a CR, 24% uh, of patients who achieved a marrow CR, 2% who achieved a partial response, and 12% of patients uh, with hematologic uh, improvement. One of the most uh, outstanding factors of the study was that these responses were durable. So the median duration of response was 16.1 months, and in patients that achieved a true CR, the duration of CR was 21 and a half months. In this uh, trial, there was also some subgroup analyses done on patients who have higher risk uh, molecular features, including P53 mutation. And in this study, there were 14 patients uh, treated with P53 abnormalities, and the overall response rate uh, was uh, 50%. This included 29% uh, of patients that achieved a true CR um, and 14% of patients a marrow CR with hematologic improvement and another 7% 7 of patients that achieved a partial response. Most importantly, these P53 mutant cases that had a response uh, had a response duration of almost uh, 15 months. This uh, abstract also presented some new data with respect to uh, correlative studies of sabatolumab in combination with hypermethylating agents, and serial single cell. RNA sequencing was performed, which interestingly showed a reduction in the inflammasome marker interleukin-1b in the leukemic progenitors, but an increase in interleukin-1b in myeloid effectors consistent with the role of uh, macrophage uh, activation. And so in conclusion, uh, the studies showed that sabatolumab in combination with hypermethylating agents uh, in high-risk MDS was well-tolerated, uh, promising efficacy was seen, uh, including patients with poor risk disease, and uh, the hope is that future uh, pivotal studies will go on to demonstrate that sabatolumab might have an important role for patients with MDS. Lastly, Sangman Lee of Will Cornell Medicine, New York City, New York, provides an update on the Phase 2 IST-CGI-MDS study, looking at the effects of Tucedostat on patients with MDS. Overall survival for patients who are refractory or fail to respond to hypermethylene agents is very poor in MDS. We performed an investigator-initiated trial of Tucedostat in um, the, those patient population. And um, as a single agent, Tocetostat um, was very active in those patient populations with overall response rate of 25% with one patient out of 17 patients, achieving uh, true CR in those patient population. Overall, the median overall survival was 15.6 months, and one-year overall survival was 66%, and two-year overall survival was uh, 38%. Tocetostat was well-tolerated, um, and um, this limited study uh, of uh, refractory MDS patient um, showed that 
So acetostat is active and has potential to perhaps uh, prolong survival. However, this was a small sample study and, and there should be more investigation of docetostat or aminopeptidase inhibitors in general for refractory MDS patients. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. Follow us on Twitter at VJHemonk and share your thoughts on the topics discussed. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to visit vjhemonk.com for the latest updates from the experts themselves, as well as more exclusive MDS coverage. Be sure to subscribe to VJ Hemonk podcasts, which are available on Spotify, Apple and Podbean.